0: Welcome, and thank you for listening to Muskegon History and Beyond with the Lakeshore Museum Center. On today's episode, we are going to examine the history of one of downtown Muskegon's icons, the Hackley School, known today as the Hackley Administration Building. On December 14, 1890, around 8 p.m., a fire was discovered in the basement of the Central School. The alarm was sent, and several fire companies responded. The chemical engines began spraying the flames and seemed to have put it out, but in the thick smoke, Smoke you could cut with a knife, according to eyewitnesses, more flames lay hidden. Suddenly, several rooms of the school burst into flames, and the firefighters couldn't keep up. Seeing that saving the building was lost, the firemen evacuated and worked to control the blaze in keeping nearby houses from catching on fire. At 18 minutes to 9 o'clock, the tower, which held the town clock, swayed to one side, straightened back up, and then sank majestically into the flames. According to the Chronicle, thousands came to watch the scene. Firefighters remained on the scene until the early hours of the 15th. With the destruction of the school, the children of downtown were without a school building, to the sadness of some, and to the glee of most likely more, but school would continue on after Christmas break. Some students were transferred to other Muskegon schools' basements, while local churches and office buildings were also turned into classrooms for the students, as can be discovered from a school board meeting in 1892, when they voted to end their rent to all other areas where classes were except for the Universalist Church and a building on Jackson Street. I found this part very interesting because I had assumed they had just been transferred to other schools in Muskegon, but it seems that was not the case. Insurance money from the school amounted to $30,000, which wasn't enough to build what the city needed. Thus, officials had been considering levying another tax on the citizens of Muskegon, which many politicians and citizens were against. In a March board meeting, Robert Bunker reviewed proposals from architects, which were all over the $60,000 the school board was looking to spend. He proposed a two-story school with room in the attic for teacher meetings and a school that could hold 600 students, as well as the superintendent and school board. There was also discussion about it being just a primary school and not a high school. You see, before the fire, the central school had also held some of the high school classes. But the board thought people wouldn't support just an elementary school. In the end, it was decided to go for a two-story building that could contain 700 students, as well as the superintendent and the school board, and hopefully cost around $60,000. On April 15, 1891, the school board and city of Muskegon were presented with a letter from Charles Hackley which contained joyous news and put the school board a bit more at ease. I'm going to quote the letter here verbatim. It's a little bit long, but it contains a lot of information as to the plan of Hackley and gives an insight into his thinking and character, so I feel it's important. It's addressed to the Board of Education and the City of Muskegon. Gentlemen, you have decided to erect a large central school building on the site of the one lately burned, and it is estimated that the cost of such a new building will be about $60,000. To defray the expense, besides using the $30,000 realized from the insurance of the old building, you will have to call upon the people to authorize, by vote, a loan of $30,000 upon the bonds of the district. This building should be erected without further delay. There is also pressing need of a new high school building which ought to be erected in 1892 if possible. There are many of our tax-paying citizens who feel that our city ought not add to its indebtedness at the present time. Our taxes are high and added burdens cannot well be borne by many of our people. While I believe that these improvements are very greatly needed and that it would be a wise policy for the city to borrow the money to execute them, yet I can sympathize with those who think we should go slowly in adding to our municipal debt. To aid you, however, in accomplishing the two objects to which I referred, building a new high school and rebuilding the elementary, without adding to the present burden of taxation, I submit to you and through you to our tax-paying citizens the following proposition. If the people will authorize you to issue the bonds of the district to the amount of $75,000, For the purposes previously stated, bearing interest at a rate of 5% per annum and payable not sooner than 30 years from the date of issue, I will take these bonds at par and furnish the money as may be needed for the purposes set forth. In addition, I will donate the entire issue of bonds so authorized to the public schools of the City of Muskegon to be held by your board or such other corporation as you may designate in trust as a fund, the interest or income of which shall be devoted to defraying the current and ordinary expenses of the Hackley Public Library forever. So what this means is that the public would vote to authorize a bond of $75,000 for the city. That bond would then be purchased by Charles Hackley, and he traditionally would have received the 5% interest on it and the investment back at the end of 30 years. However, since he then donated the bonds to the school, they were the ones who'd received the interest on it, which would have been then used to defray the library cost, which at the time was run by the Muskegon Public Schools. From Hackley's declaration until the school opened, much was done to build the building. The contractor for the project, and also for the new high school, was a Mr. Boland. Things like ordering a metal fire door for the safe room, picking out shingles, hiring teachers, and picking a cornerstone message, which Robert Bunker selected to be, the Hackley School erected A.D. 1891-1892, to 1892, on the site of Central School Destroyed by Fire December 14, 1890, were all discussed at school board meetings, which notes can be found in old Chronicle articles. In the end, though, they would get a school building much like what the board had hoped for in 1891. It would hold 700 students and have offices for the superintendent and school board. It would just house elementary students as Charles Hackley had also provided funds for a separate high school. However, it would reach four floors high instead of the two planned by Mr. Bunker. Overall, the building has 50,500 square foot. One of the most prominent features of the new school building was its clock tower. The bid for the clocks and the clock tower were awarded to the Howard Company, which promised to rig up 18 clocks in the building with electrical wire to the main tower. This would allow hourly updates to the clocks so they would stay on time. The Howard Company put this system under warranty and stated that over a month's period, the clock would never be off more than one minute, something that listeners downtown will know the clock tower struggles with today. Since this was a time before cell phones and before most people could afford pocket watches, the clock tower was important to downtown, and to let everyone know the time, a 1,500-pound bell was put in the tower and still remains there today. On September twelfth, 1892, Hackley School opened its doors for students for the first time, and by all accounts, it was received very well. Newspaper articles mentioned many gatherings of the students for Hackley Day, traditionally May 25th, in future years, and in the upstairs auditorium where they would read poems and stories about Mr. Hackley. By 1934, Muskegon Junior College, which would later become Muskegon Community College, moved into the building and used it until the 1960s when the college had a dedicated campus. The building would go on to become the Hackley Administration Building, a name that sticks with it today. If you go into the building now, you will find that Muskegon Public Schools still use it as offices for their superintendent and administrative staff, much like had been planned in the 1890s. The school board also continues to meet in the building, but without students in the building, much of the former school is quiet and empty, a shell of the bustling hive of activity that used to be contained within its beautiful stonework walls. Currently, the school is looking at options to move out of the building, and its future is very uncertain. But one thing is certain, its legacy will long be remembered in Muskegon. Thank you for listening today. If you are interested in hearing more about Muskegon's history, follow this podcast. It can be found at www.podomatic.com slash podcast pat12bb or on iTunes by searching for Muskegon History and Beyond.